1: Happy Saturday and welcome to the NASCAR DFS strategy show right here on awesome.com. I am Jason Floyd. Hopefully you're having a great start to your weekend as is now week two of the NASCAR season. Of course, last week was the Daytona 500, Now we go to the Daytona road course. So Phil, uh, appreciate you stopping in here on Saturday morning, uh, or I guess early Saturday afternoon here, uh, for me here in Tampa, but, uh, overall kind of, uh, I guess, first off, uh, what was kind of your takes uh, of last week? Obviously a much different race here coming up here tomorrow, but, uh, what's your overall takes of what you saw last week?
2: Oh, just the, 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 pandemonium and the, and the chaos that you, that you would expect. And you and I were talking before the show. I mean, Initially, you had a, a big wreck that caught up a, a bunch of guys. Like, if you had Eric Jones, if you had Chris Busher, you were, you were already looking at your lineup saying, okay, what do I need to happen just so I can break even? If you took here, a chance they're on they're Ryan Blaney off. as a oh, lower-owned uh, GPP play because he could lead some laps, you were saying, oh, what the crap? I mean, he's already got a, a big negative, negative score, so, I mean – It's what you expect on the real side of racing. I'm happy for Michael McDowell. I mean, he has put forth a lot of work in, in this series. He started off as a, as a Joe Gibbs developmental driver. And the sad story for Toyota racing and Joe Gibbs is that if you don't show immediate progress in trucks or Xfinity, they have no problem shipping you down the road because there is somebody else waiting to fill those, fill those shoes. So McDowell didn't, when any races for Joe Gibbs and he got shucked on down the road. I mean, he he he's worked his way a bunch of different just lower tier bad equipment rides kind of working his way up. And, you know, he he's found a good home at at Front Row these past couple of years. Really had a good year considering what he's driving. Got his win. As long as he finishes top 30 in points, he is in the playoffs. And I mean, it's it's fantastic for him. Fantastic for that team.
1: Uh, let's talk a little bit about roster construction here for tomorrow. Uh, it, you know, Obviously, with now this being a, a road course, uh, what's kind of uh, your overall thoughts in terms of how you're constructing your lineups?
2: Right. Um, yeah, I, I stress this point every time, but whatever race we go to following Daytona, you've got to go back to that intro article that I pinned. I, I retweeted it bef- uh, before today's show. It always comes back to NASCAR DFS as a sliding scale. You can't build your lineups the same way each week. Every Everything about the way that you construct lineups changes from week to week because the venue changes, the amount of laps changes, the type of, of, the, of the venue changes. And this week, we're going from 200 laps around the super speedway at Daytona. And now we're just doing 65 laps around Daytona's Road course, so I mean, you're cutting out a bunch of Dominator points on DraftKings and and Fanduel. It's a totally different style of racing that suits some guys better better than others. And you know, for, for cash, this is purely a place differential uh, build. Look, at, you've got guys in the 20s, you've got guys in the 30s that are going to gain place differential. That's what you're looking at. And quite frankly, when you start thinking about just how many Dominator points that there there really are on on DraftKings and, and FanDuel available. I mean on FanDuel, there's only six point five laps, uh, laps-led points on the board. So, you know, I'm not even worrying about what Chase, what Denny, what these guys up front can do with laps led, because they're they're gonna get outscored by these guys in the in the back easily. When it comes to DraftKings, you have to look at the math and say, what's gonna happen here that either Chase Denny, one of these other guys, Joey Logano, whoever, that are are starting in the top 10. What are they going to have to do with their lap sled and their fastest laps to outscore all of these guys starting in the back? And what you're really going to need is a pure dominating performance. You're going to need a chase or a Hamlin to just sit on the lead, soak up all of these soak up all of these laps led points, these, uh, these past the slap points, in order for them to really outscore these guys. But these road races, that isn't what happens. There's only one road race in my recent memory, Watkins Glen from 2019, where Chase led nearly all of the laps that I can think of that happened. Every, every other scenario is you've got three to four guys all splitting up the, the laps led, and that's what I'm expecting Sunday, and if that's the case – your optimal, your optimal GPP tournament lineups are probably going to be place differential-based once again.
1: Yeah, one of the uh, comments in the chat, just kind of go back on, on last week here real quickly. Uh, Jacob going, none of my drivers wrecked. I was pretty lucky. I was winning 13K with half a lap to go, and wrecked, screwed, end up winning $200. Congrats to you to win it, because that wreck beginning the race, yeah, that just screwed me. Once I saw that, what, you know, I wasn't watching the race, but I saw it pop up on my phone. And I was just like, right when I looked at the names, I go, well, that just probably did majority of my lineups in. So uh, that, unfortunately, that does happen there, Uh, you know, but uh, we are, of course, here to break down this one. I know people can check out your columns over at Osmo.com to get some of your written thoughts in terms of that also, where you do go into, you know, some various stats here. But uh, in terms of
2: dominators,
1: what's kind of uh, your overall thoughts as, uh, you know, how many dominators are you looking to put in your lineups?
2: When when you look at past data from all of these road courses, and especially from last year's uh, Go Bowling two fifty three, which is the only real cup data that we have here at the Daytona Road Course, if you don't start up front, then it didn't, it generally doesn't work out in your favor to be to be a dominator. So when I look at all these guys in the top ten, I only see real two candidates to me that pop off the board as guys that can get out front and lead. Uh, a, a vast majority of these laps like half the laps or maybe more than maybe more than a third that would be your four straight road race road race winning driver chase elliott and then denny hamlin who is starting fourth those are really the only two guys that i'm looking looking at that could be dominator options for for, for sunday other than that i mean if you if people look at the race sheets. If a guy's highlighted highlighted in pink, he's a guy that I like for tournaments that could gain some place differential, get some of these dominator points, but they're not going to be like your main dominators come Sunday.
1: Before we get into the salaries, and of course, we'll, we'll start off with the top-end drivers here. Uh, Christopher over in YouTube would like to know, what advanced settings in fancy, fancy Cruncher can you recommend Uniques, exposure, randomness. I'll tell you just my general rule, more times than not is uh, I like can NASCAR two unique drivers per when I'm doing 150 lineup. Also, it would be, you know, in terms of randomness, I'm looking at a 20% randomness. Sometimes I may go in, in that 10 to 15 range, but overall 20, 20% randomness is, is what I do. And then usually what I, I first start off with of, you know, no matter how many lineups I'm trying to build, I start off with a do a crunch of 150 lineups. Then I kind of go from there. But Phil, talk to you about uh, your process. So Christopher kind of knows how your thought process is with Fantasy Cruncher.
2: If this was just a a typical road race where we've had several races throughout the season and the starting lineup isn't being based upon just one race at Daytona, and that's why the the way that we build – for Sunday's race is going to be so much more different than what we did for last year's road race and what we've done done in the past. I mean, in these past road races we haven't had all of this place differential at the back. So it's really kind of screwing with what we've done. So if you're looking at last year's optimal lineup and trying to use that as a as a guideline for how you're going to build lineups, I I I don't think you're giving yourself a, a full advantage. Like you're you're you're, you're handy, handicapping yourself. If it was a typical road race I'd set one group that would have uh, my dominator picks, which would be Chase or Denny, and I'd say it must have one of these guys, and then just whatever place differential value works together with the with the rest of the sal- the rest of the salary cap. This week I'm just going off of off of raw points. I'm going to probably set my max exposures to 40, 45%. Now I don't expect this race to be anywhere. As bananas as the trucks race was last night, that one had rain, and plus the trucks drivers are either very inexperienced or they're 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 good enough to be in a major major series, but they don't move themselves up to Xfinity or, or Cup. I'm not expecting that sort of that sort of chaos. I mean, last year's uh, road race in the Gold Bowl in 253 was 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 pretty calm. So this this year for tomorrow going into FC, I'm going to set randomness to fifteen to twenty percent, max exposures to forty to forty five percent. And I'm leaving groups alone and I'm just gonna I'm gonna go over my lineups after after they they build to make sure that FC did what I wanted it to do. But I mean I'm just gonna be worrying about place differential.
1: Of course, if you ever do have any questions, uh, you can line those up in our premium NASCAR Slack channel. Those do take priority, or you can put it right here in YouTube. We'll get it as we go along. Do want to let you know, we do got some free content over at awesome.com today, NBA player projections, NHL player and top stack rankings, and MMA fighter rankings. Also, we'll mention uh, the NHL strategy show will be coming up here at 3 p.m eastern time then it'll be mma live before lock at 4 p.m eastern time and then we'll have the pair of nba shows nba deeper dive nba live before lock starting at 6 p.m eastern time let's get right into tier number one these are the drivers that are 10,000 and up so we've got martin truex jr chase elliott ryan Buaney. AJ Almendinger and Kyle Bush. I will mention we already got a question uh, in relation to Ryan Blaney. Jacob saying this is probably a good race to play Blaney. He would have won the clash if he if the wreck didn't happen.
2: Yeah, um, I mean e- even even if Blaney just would have just would have dri- driven around during that during that race because there was nothing else to to, to gain. I mean, you, you still would like. Uh, Blaney this week. We look at the salaries. Truex is our highest guy at at, at 11k, and he's. Um, I'm looking here live at DraftKings odds. He's at plus 450. Um, since Monday, his odds have, have have gone from six from plus 600 to plus 450. So that's pretty that's pretty good for for him. Um, AJ Allmendinger has gone from the third best odds at plus 800 all the way down to plus 16, 1,600. <laughs> shows you just how much they they think that these starting positions matter and i mean for dinger i don't care he's not a full time driver all he's concerned about is getting is getting a win for this team running a running a partial schedule so i mean he's got no motivation outside of outside of a win he doesn't care about points he doesn't care about stage points it's all about a it's all about a win much like what dinger did last year in the uh, in the xfinity series but Truex, your most expensive guy, second best road racing average in the series since 2018. Ran really well here.
0: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonus so don't wait start having the most fun ever at shumbacasino.com
2: no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus uh last last year in the road course race led the third third most laps had 16 fastest laps had a pit had a pit road penalty at some point either in the first or second stage that put him at the tail end of the longest lap and still worked his way forward was a was a threat late in the late in the race before Chase really kind of pulled away and and took care of the race. But the the thing that I don't like about Truex is him starting 19th and you go down the board, you've got Blaney cheaper starting 27. You've got Dinger cheaper starting 34th. I mean, you go down the board into the nine K range. You've got Bowman starting further back at nine K you've got Byron starting further back at, at 8,800. It, it's a tough case to, to make for paying all the way up for Truex this week. In order for Truex, I believe, to be optimal, you're you're not only going to need him to get to the front, but you're going to lead, need him to lead like a quarter of the laps in the process.
1: Got to look at uh, Chase Elliott here starting on the poll. 10,700 DK, 14,000 over on FanDuel. What's the thought process in putting him in your lineup?
2: If you If you play Chase this weekend – it's a belief that he's going to lead over half of this race, and I mean he's he's in the catbird seat. He is starting first. He, um, who's starting next to him? It's Michael McDowell. We know in a drag race between those two in a road course going uh, at the first turn that it's going to be it's going to be Chase. I mean McDowell's got no business being up here, but thanks to his win last week, he's starting here on the on the the front row. Can Chase lead over? half of this race yes yes he 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 definitely can um but you know his his averages he leads about 29 laps per road race averages about 16 fastest fastest laps so i mean really outside of that watkins Glen, Glen race in 2019 dominating a road race really isn't in the cards for chase and the you know you generally have these two different schools of thoughts with the drivers you've got drivers that are committed to winning the race and then you've got drivers that will give up winning the race in order to get stage points to help ensure that they have a a, a place in the in the in the playoffs later on. Do we see those sort of shenanigans in the second race of the year? Probably because I mean teams know exactly what they what they have to do and chase isn't going to ever, need to point his way into the playoffs. So stage points are something he's not going to be concerned about. Probably, you know, two or three laps before the end of the segment breaks, he'll come in, give up the give up the lead, loop, you know, lose a couple of laps, and then you'll have somebody that stays out and perhaps tries to race this race backwards. And maybe even a couple of guys with these different segment breaks. So I don't think that Chase could put together a dominating performance like that. But if you are going to play Chase or um, Denny, for, for that matter, you are betting on them leading at least half or more of the race.
1: Uh, you mentioned about uh, Almondinger. We're seeing him getting, you know, very high ownership here. Uh, when I put in, uh, you know, Alex's projections into Fancy Cruncher and, and give me give me some lineups, he, he's one of the most popular options coming up in 55% of, of the lineups and 150 uh, lineup projection here. Um, what, what's kind of, as you look at him, you, you mentioned about kind of why, you know, his motives here, you know, he's, it's about winning the race, but in terms of putting you, putting him in your lineups, what's kind of the, you know, I guess the pros and cons of
2: this. Okay. The, the, the first thing is Dinger's history as a, as a road racer. I mean, that's why he continued to get rides in this, in this series. Um, I remember a couple of years ago I was watching an IMSA race and uh, Dinger was actually doing the helping do play by play. And I, I remember one of the pit road guys just kind of off the cuff mentioned to Dinger, he said, Hey, if you would have stayed here in this series, you would have been a God because you're that, that good, but you, you, you chased, uh, I don't know if he said it so bluntly to him, but you chased money, you chased spotlight, you went to NASCAR, and you really never did anything. But you know, Dinger continued to stay in the series because of how good he is as a as a road racer. Now, you know, he retired or was basically forced to retire a couple of couple of seasons ago, and Collie Grayson has given him a a seat in the in the in the 16 car over the last couple of couple of years. And when you look at Dinger's Uh, results in road races. It's been really good. Uh, Last year in the Xfinity Xfinity uh, (laughs) Daytona road course race, fourth. The Indianapolis road course race, fourth. The Roval race that was just rain-drenched, first. The 2019 Roval race at Charlotte, first. Watkins Glen in 2019, second. Watkins Glen in 2018, second. Um, Mid-America, uh, third uh, Road America, second. Those were uh, 2000, uh, 2019. I mean, you give Dinger a good quality car, and he he will be a fact. He will be a factor to win. And you give him this place differential and at at a, at a fair price. I mean, Dinger should probably be north of a, of eleven k on DraftKings, FanDuel. Probably, I think FanDuel did a better job of pricing him him up this week. Your one concern with Dinger is this car. This is basically Richard Childress car number three. And if you look at how Austin Dillon has done over the last few years in road races, not that fantastic. You look at the combination of Tyler Reddick and Daniel Hemrick, or go back to the days of uh, Ryan Newman, when he was driving for this, driving for this team, they are, they're they're not good, so the concern here is, yeah, Dinger is probably a a top fifteen car, but in that equipment, can he truly overcome the, the 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 limited upside of this car? You know, is his talent greater than than this car basically, and can he be a factor to to win? You know, it's hard to, considering the salary and where he's starting to really make a bad case for for Dinger like he's going to be a bad play like he's not going to give you at least 5 or or 6x value from where he's starting and what he's capable of doing but expecting a a win i think that, that that team is going to have to do something a little off the wall to get Dinger out front and then just hope that his talent is so good that he can keep Hamlin true x chase behind him
1: Appreciate everyone who's watching the show here on a Saturday afternoon to get you ready for tomorrow's NASCAR race course. Uh, tomorrow, one hour before lock, we will have a live before a lock show as I'll be hosting that show as Chris will join me to get you ready for the action. Of course, be sure to sign up for an Awesome Plus weekly pass for $29.95. Gives you access to all the content and tools that we have over at Osmo.com, such as the driver Projections, ownership projections where we're talking about NASCAR or maybe any of the other sports that we offer as well. So you sign up for an also plus weekly pass for 29 95. And if you just want a NASCAR weekly pass, you can get that for nine 95 stop guessing, start winning Join also plus today, a lot of great tools to help you build your lineups for tomorrow's NASCAR race. Do want to mention a couple of questions that uh, we got in here on the chat before we move on to tier number two, uh, Jacob asking, is it a smart idea to play chase and Blaney together?
2: Yeah. I mean, you can, you can make those, those, uh those salaries work together, but I mean, I'm, I'm just going to go back to what, what I said earlier when you asked about chase, if you are going to play chase, if you're going to play a single, single dominator, then your expectation is that chase or Denny is going to lead half or more of these of these laps the 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 main thing working against chase is that there are so many guys starting in the 20s or 30s who are cheaper that have an easier path to scoring just as many points as chase can with a very high upside day i mean these guys have to do their, their bar is set so low compared to what chase has to do just to score the same amount of points
1: Uh, Mentioned this question over from Slack from Aaron. He says, uh, one thing I noticed last night in the truck race, do you think sometimes in races with less dominator points, we almost forget about how important it still is where they finish. Uh, And how would you, what would be a good way to balance when building lineups?
2: Yeah. And, you know, that was something that I uh, highlighted in the, in the article is that nailing these, these top five top 10 finishes is essential for getting the most, out of your out of your lineups so you know if if you have a decision like a a true you've got one position left and you're trying to figure out am i going to play truex blaney or dinger as as my high priced uh place differential play then you've got to project in your mind who out of these guys do i project to actually finish the highest of, of these guys do they have top five if not winning potential
1: of course, uh, we'll move on to tier number two. Of course, uh, be sure to smash that like button right here on YouTube. Great way to show your support for the show. And if you are not subscribed, also you got to hit that subscribe. Also hit that notification bell so you know once a show is live here on the channel. Let's move on to tier number two. This is the drivers in the nine k and eight k range. So we got Denny Hamlin, Brad Keselowski. Joey Logano, Kevin Harvick, Alex Bowman, William Byron, Kurt Busch, Chase Briscoe, Kyle Larson, and Matt Matty D. Uh, just looking at uh, in terms of um, in this, where Alex Bowman was the guy on DraftKings, that I'm just getting a ton of in my crunch.
2: Yeah, I mean, he starts 36. He is four spots from from absolute dead last. He's got so so far to go. Um, I don't know if you would want to go with a team stack this week but over over the last couple of years the the Hendrick guys have been so good at these at these road course races. I don't know what they're doing in R&D setup wise, but they have all consistently been really really good. We're talking about Chase with his four straight wins at road courses, Bowman finishes of 8, 12, and 2 over his last three road course races. Those are all Roval-type races, which is what we're going to see Sunday. Byron, his last uh, three Roval finishes have gone six, eight, six. They 6. Hendrick is doing something really good, and that's a corollary that I I want access to. And Bowman gives you just incredible incredible safety because of his place differential, and he gives you amazing upside because of where because of where he's starting and where he could where he could go. I mean, if he just if he has an av- if he finishes at his average for what he's done at road course races since 2018, we're talking about a finish around 9th, or 10th. So if he's going to pick up 26, 27 spots in the in the process, he's going to easily eclipse 60 uh, points tomorrow.
1: Uh, Tyler asking us about Bush and Larson. So I take you're asking about uh Kurt Bush, who's eighty six hundred on DK, nine thousand over on FanDuel, Kyle Larson, eighty three hundred on DraftKings and ninety three hundred on FanDuel.
2: Yeah, Kurt, he's a he's a GPP plate only, but he's a guy that I mean he he knocks down these these top ten finishes and road races like they're like they're nothing. I mean he, he doesn't really wow you during the majority of the race, but when you look up and the checkered flag is going across, oh, hey, there's Kurt once again with an eighth or a ninth place finish. <laughs> and, you know, if, you, if these guys like below him Chase Briscoe, William Byron, Alex Bowman, and of course, Bowman and Byron are going to be much higher owned and – if something happens during the during the race, a cut down tire, a bad a bad pit stop, or you know a wreck like we've like we've seen here, somebody gets turned going into a corner, then Bush can easily outscore these guys at at, at much less uh, at, at far fewer ownership. Now, Larson is a is a tougher pill to swallow. Yes, we're getting the Hendrick corollary, and over his career, Larson's been been, been fairly okay. Now we haven't seen him in a road course race since the the Rover race in 2019, but in those six races that we did see him from in 18 and 19, he added, he had an average finish of 12 point of 12.7, and he actually averaged 10 laps led per race and 7.7 fastest laps. So he was finding dominator points in the process. It's just with him starting eighth. He, he puts you in a tough spot knowing that you need him to either hold his lucky land casino
0: asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office
2: And what we're going to get out of Larson in his first road race in a you know, year and a half, I don't know. It's, it, it's a very risky play.
1: Looking at some other ones here, you got uh, Maggie D starting 32nd, Briscoe 18th, uh, Byron 22nd, uh, Harvick 5th, Logano 11th, Kozlowski 15th, and Denny Hamlin 4th. I guess uh, just because I'm, I'm seeing he was coming up in crunches for me uh Matty D, 32nd. Obviously, we've been talking so much about point differential. He's definitely someone that kind of sticks out to me.
2: Yeah. I mean, Matt should be a cornerstone of your of your cash lineups tomorrow. He's he's at a really superb price. He didn't get didn't get priced up nearly as much as he probably should have with that with that place differential. You you look at his career of late racing in this 21 car for Wood Brothers, and then 95 for Le- for Levine a couple of seasons ago. He's been a guy that hovers around 20th place for the majority of the race, and then towards the end, kind of finds his way around 14 15th. He's going to have that kind of day. That's going to that's going to be a really solid day for cash, and he'll probably be a uh, a top 10 score overall on DraftKings, and may end up finding his way into optimal optimal lineups if he moves up enough.
1: Is there anybody else in this tier that uh, you look at and say, man, I have a feeling that that driver is going to be in a lot of my lineups.
2: I've already mentioned Bowman and, and Byron, and I will have some exposure to, to Kurt. One guy that we, I'm going to try to find a way to get him and probably 15, 20% of my lineups is Joey Logano. Logano has really improved as a as a roval racer since they've incorporated these into the into the road racing calendar. His last three finishes at Roval races have gone second, ninth, and, and tenth. Um, he fin- he started fifth last year in, in the Go Bowl in 253, finished, finished ninth. But it you know it's encouraging to see that he's running, he's running pretty well in the Charlotte Roval, fin- finished second to, to chase that day. He's a guy at ninety four hundred. He's he's probably not going to catch a lot of a lot of ownership, especially with with a Bowman just right there near him at at nine k with twenty five more spots of, of place differential. Logano could be one of those guys that sneaks his way into a into a top five uh, finish.
1: Mention uh, mention um, a question about Eric Amarola here. Uh, in a little bit, but I do want to let you know we are approaching 30,000 followers on our Twitter account, which is at awesomeo underscore com. And if you are not following us, help us reach 30,000 followers. And to celebrate this, we will be giving away 30 free weekly passes to our followers. So head over right now. Follow us at awesomeo underscore com. Also, be sure sure to follow the NASCAR account, which is at NASCAR. To get you, so you always know when new articles are up on the site and all the content we have in relation to NASCAR here at awesomo.com. Let's move on to tier number three. These will be the drivers in the 7K and 6K range. Uh, You got uh, Amarola, Jones, Bell, Reddick, Newman, Busher, Custer, McDowell, Dylan, Chastain, Wallace, and Stenhouse Jr. I'll mention a question that we already got on Amarola. Uh, from Jacob says uh, he's uh, 7.8 on FanDuel. We, we will get to him, but I need an opinion on Amarola. I think he will go somewhere low-owned.
2: He, he should be, because, I mean, when you look at who's above him and below him, both on DraftKings and FanDuel, Matty D starts further back in 32nd. Then you've got Eric Jones starting further back in in 36th. I mean, so he's sandwiched in between guys that have more place differential, more upside. And you look at Almarola's resume, he really hasn't been that fantastic as a as a road racer. He, he he really he kind of mirrors Matty D's numbers in a in a way. And if you're gonna say, I can have the same driver. Starting 32nd, or I can have the same driver starting 26th. I'm going to take the same driver starting 32nd. Just just give me the baseline, of place of place differential. And then when it comes down to Almirola versus Jones, Jones has been a much better road racer than than Almirola has, and Jones is giving you 10 more spots of, of place differential. So that decision is gonna is gonna be easy. I've got Almirola listed as a as a GPP play. Yes, he's got place differential, but he's definite. He's definitely not a guy that I can envision with a top five or a top ten finish. If it happens, it's going to be because this race got wonky, and he avoided wrecks, or his team did some really weird pit strategy at the at the end of the race and got him out front. But just by sheer merits of his road racing talent, it, it's not a play that I want to. I want to make a part of my core.
1: I want to mention two drivers here who are starting near the top. That'll be second and third, McDowell and Dillon. How do those guys, what's the path to them being optimal in GPPs?
2: They can't lose any positions. They, they absolutely cannot go go backwards. And, I mean, it, it seems like that's their ultimate fate in this race. Austin Dillon has been brutal as a as a road course racer, his average finish going back to 2018 is 25.6. So if now yes, he did get some time on this track during the Rolex 24. He raced in uh, Rick Ware's uh, Le Mans uh, car, so he got he got some some laps behind here. So you know, basically, him and Chase and Cody Ware are the only guys that have recently seen this track. And that's something else that you can add to Dinger is that he's going to run today's Xfinity race. So he will have some more uh, time behind the behind the seat than than a lot of these these guys. But Dylan can't go backwards and it feels like that's his ultimate destiny. McDowell starting second, he definitely can't go backwards. He's got to get some some laps, some laps lead points. Now you could make a really weird off the the off-the-wall case for these guys. Like if they would have been priced in the 5K range, because what you need from them, it's not, you know, it's not that tough. But getting priced at around the the 7k mark for both these guys, I think it's made it nearly impossible to to with a straight face to play to, to play these guys. Even if you're doing 150 max and you're just kinda you've got you want exposure to all of these guys that you're gonna have like maybe 5, 7, 5 to 7% of just in case all hell breaks loose. I I still can't make a case for, for rostering either of these guys. Yeah, I
1: mean, there, there's some drivers in this range that we are seeing getting some ownership, and there's some drivers that we're not seeing getting much ownership. And, and those drivers, uh, you know, I mean, literally almost nothing is Michael McDowell and Bubba
2: Wallace. People are... I think people are genuinely scared when they look at Bubba because of that starting position. Yeah, he's tenth, so he really doesn't have that far to to go up. But when you look at his history in road course, road course races, average finish of twenty six point eight over the last over the last three years. And admittedly, when he first started doing road road racing in this car, he he, he publicly said he hated it. Like he was not good at it he was really worried about the, the very first Charlotte Roval race and i mean that first practice session he went headlong into a wall and if he just would have walked out of the car dusted his hands off and said I, you know y'all get y'all get another driver cuz i'm going to kill myself this weekend i don't think many people would have would have had fault with him he's in a much better car i don't know if this weekend will be a true testament of is this his is the is this his car matching his talent? Is one making up one making up for the other? Blah 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 blah. I mean, he's cheaper than either McDowell or Dylan, but once again, you really need Bubba to not go backwards. And if he does, at the at the most, he can only lose a, a, a couple of, of positions. And that's that's an, another one of the tough things. Like if you're gonna try to make a case for Bubba. Who are you playing him instead of? Are you going to play him instead of Ross Chastain, Austin Dillon, Michael McDowell, who all have the same place differential issues? If you're looking down the board, are you playing him instead of Ricky Stenhouse Jr., who we all kind of worry about wrecking himself or someone else during the process of the race? Are you going to play him instead of Anthony and Alfredo, who I don't even know what to think about about this kid in his first road race. I mean, he just might take it easy and just kind of, kind of ride around. Yeah. He's got place differential, but expectations for him. I mean, they're, they're everywhere. You could just, you could pick one out of left field with how you think he does today. So if you're making a case for, for Stenhouse, I, not for Stenhouse, but for Bubba, I don't know who you're trying to make him a pivot off of.
1: Of course, uh, this is the Awesomo NASCAR DFS strategy show right here on awesomo.com. Uh, be sure to hit that thumbs up button here on YouTube. That really does help us out. And uh, be subscribed here to Osmo's content every day and hit that notification bell so you know when a new show is live here on the channel. mention mentioned a, a question here. It says says, uh, Ryan Newman, 6,000 on FanDuel, looks sneaky. Do you agree? All
2: right. I love I love Ryan Newman, but no, let's 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 not do this. Let's not play Ryan Newman in a road course race. We're, we're, we're not going to act like this is a is a is a good play because you know who's the exact same price as Ryan Newman, but has much more upside on FanDuel. It's Chris Busher. He's the exact same price. He starts just a little bit further forward, but Busher is a guy that I can actually project. To pick up 15 even 20 spots come the, come the end of this race Ryan Newman I mean 25th 24th 23rd on a, on a on a good day if you want to play Newman in cash you know go go do it ha- have fun but I don't think you need to and even in tournaments that's that's a play that I don't want any part of it's just Newman has no upside to me. T- tomorrow, he's too expensive on DraftKings at seventy three hundred. I don't see him moving moving that far forward. And at his price on FanDuel, there's guys that I would just I, I would much rather play. Guys that I can actually project to pick up much more place differential.
1: Moving on to tier number four, these will be the drivers that are under six thousand on DraftKings. So we've got Alfredo Suarez, Dylan Haley, Priest Davison, Hill, Joy Belecki. Eckert, Ware, Hoff, and Smithley. Where where do you want to start in terms of this in this tier?
2: Okay, uh, Daniel Suarez is probably the lowest that you should go in terms of looking for for a, a cash game play. Suarez has been a, a a pretty good to average road racer during during his career. I mean, that's how he cut his teeth racing in uh, the Monterey region of, of Mexico before he came up to the truck series and Xfinity series. He starts 35th. He's 5,700 on DraftKings. He's 4,500 on, on FanDuel. The, the the bar is so low from what you need for, from Suarez. And, you know, his his finishes of 25th and 27th last year, when he was racing in that 96 car for the Gott brothers, don't hold him. Don't hold that, that stuff against him. He's probably in a better car. And don't forget who his team owner is. His team owner is Justin Marks, who was a certified road ringer for Chip Ganassi for nearly a decade. So, Justin Marks has probably been in Suarez's ear, helping to navigate what issues there may be for for Suarez getting getting into this this car. I, I like Suarez in cash. You go down the go down the board. I think the really interesting tournament play is going to be Justin Haley starting. Starting twentieth, we have seen some some high points from from Haley. He's got he's got a win somewhere in the in his history as a as a uh, as an expending driver driving. Let's see here, no, it's not. A, it's yeah, he finished second in the in the Indianapolis uh, road race. The car is not great. It's the '77 of, of Spire Motorsports. This car, it might have some sort of small technical alliance with with Chip with uh, Chip Ganassi, but the price is low. If he can kind of hold his hold his position, and once again, this is another one-off where he's not concerned about points. He's not concerned about stage points. It's all it's it's all about win or or nothing else so perhaps this team could do some crazy things at the end to try to get him out front and hope that he hope that he stays out front um, it, it's a guy that I might have five to ten percent ownership in but I want some ownership in him just because I like the I like the talent and I like the upside of a guy that has nothing more than a, than a win on his in his windshield so to speak
1: in terms of uh, you know some other drivers down here, I mean, any interest in taking a Davison starting 39th, a Hill starting fortieth, maybe more in a cash spot?
2: Um, people might want to flock to Ty Dillon since he starts thirty eighth. It's because they because they know the name, but once again, this is that Gont brother car that uh, that Suarez was in was in last year, so maybe. You know, with the combination of things, Ty Dillon finishes 30th, 31st, 29th. So, I mean, like, if you wanted to place Ty Dillon in lieu of Suarez, I, I can understand that case. Um, you know, we, we tried to make the case for James, Dav- James Davison last year as the, the most – as the more experienced road racer of all of these, these punk guys – he starts 39th he finished 29th and 30th in his two road races last year if he produces the same you know it, at, at 5200 he might be a guy that allows you to get in the more expensive place differential uh, place differential drivers and when you go down the go down the board here I mean I can't make the case for Corey LeJoy starting seventh I can't make the case for Ryan free starting sixth. Billicki is a road racer. He has his own driving school where he'll teach you how to race on a on a road race. But starting twenty third, you know that really puts him behind the, the eight ball. You've got Scott Heckert who is a is a road ringer, but we his equipment there for, for for BJ McLeod's car. You know it's it's questionable at best. And then you might have made the case for Cody Ware as a as one of the more experienced road racers in this in this punt range especially at 4700 but starting 21st it puts him in a really tough position because he's you know because the quality of the of the car he's destined to go backwards
1: of course if you ever miss any of our shows here on youtube live you can't catch them on Demand as a part of the Osmo Podcast Network. All you got to do is go over to Osmo.com slash podcast so you can find the links for the podcast that you're looking for so you can subscribe to that feed. If you just want the NASCAR feed where you want to listen to the strategy show, you know, you're know you unable to watch this live here on Saturday, do that right now and leave a five-star rating and review. And if you leave one of those on one of our podcasts, you will be entered in for a chance to win a free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. Good luck. Another great way to show your support for uh, what we do here at Osmo.com is by leaving a rating and review over on your favorite podcasting platform. Let's get into uh, some questions here that uh, have not gotten to uh, prior in the show. Uh, It goes, um, seriously, though, are there any sort of correlation? Do teams work together, or is it like F1 where they drive against each other?
2: Yeah, I mean – You can definitely make the case in super speedway races where it's a whole lot easier to find your teammates, stay with them and and work together. But the, especially these road races, it's going to be, it's going to be every man for himself. You won't see teams like trying to, trying to find their way and then block other teams because it's just so incredibly tough to try to fall back into the pack and then pick somebody up and then move, move back move back up through you you definitely will not be, be seeing that. So if you if you have some unintentional correlation because of manufacturers or teams because you, you like what they've they've done setup wise in the past. And then I mean that's that's fine. I'm probably gonna have a bunch of teams with with uh, at least two Hendrick drivers. But as far as intentionally trying to find Pensky drivers to pair together Hendrick drivers uh, Joe Gibbs drivers to pair together—that's just going to happen by chance.
1: Uh Jay Lopez says, "Is Chase a fade? Even though he might win the race, but he will only get like forty-eight points or so."
2: I don't think he's a—he's a fade. Like you should have some exposure to to Chase. You should have some exposure to Denny as possible uh, possible dominators. Like if, if this was just a a typical race where all of the guys that were finding in the twenties and thirties were starting up towards the, starting up towards the front, they didn't have exposure to their place differential points. Then I would be going a lot heavier on chase, but I'm probably going to find myself in that 25 to 30% range in case he does what he's capable of and leads the majority of laps. I played with the, with the math and gave him his dominator points based on his averages over the, the last three years at road races so that only gives him a 14- to 15-point uh, boost to his score. And let's just say that he finishes finishes first. You give him those 14, 15, maybe six, 16 points plus his, plus his uh, points for his finishing position. Then we're, we're in the 60-point in the range. And when you say, well, what does Ryan Blaney have to do to get to that? Blaney's just got to bring home a top five finish and that's saying he gets no dominator points in the process that's why i was saying it's so much easier for these blaney's these dingers these bowman's these byron's these matty d's to reach this threshold that chase Elliott's going to have to get to with a really really good performance
1: uh jjt was wanting to know about dingers equipment and where it's coming from
2: he is in the 16 car which is fielded by colleague gracing you guys know if you play Xfinity D- DFS or watch it that colleague is a really good up and coming uh, young team. They've been around for, for a couple of years. They run three cars in the Xfinity series. They had two cars, uh, Ross Chastain and Justin Haley in the championship last year. They have plans of coming into the, into the cup series eventually, but they're just running a few off races this season. They ran Kaz in this, in this car, uh, last week at in the in the Daytona 500. This week they're putting Dinger in here, and probably you're going to see Almond Dinger in every road race this this season. The, um, I, I talked about it previously. This car is getting a lot of um, parts and R and D from from Richard Childress. That's who they're leaning on for the majority of their of their equipment. So I mean, you're talking about a, a mid tier team, but just how much of Childress is going into this car is uh, is unknown. So, you know, in reality, I think you could think about this like we did a couple of years ago. What would you have done with AJ Allmendinger at 10,200 starting 34th in the 47 car for JTG Doherty?
1: I uh, mentioned a question over in our Slack channel. This is uh, in relation to the Xfinity race. Uh, Johnny Rose saying Moffitt on the pole or Cody Ware starting thirty eighth DraftKings. Is there anyone you love that is a must play?
2: Oh, well, I did write an Xfinity article. If you'll uh, if you'll go to the the NASCAR page at, at our at our website, you will you will find it there. I list a, a favorite Dominator play. I talk about underpriced Ty Gibbs, and then. Go over a bunch of of of, of uh, place differential plays because I mean there's a bunch of guys in the in the 30s and 20s that you can play even more so than than today's race. You've only got 50 or so laps today in the Xfinity race, so that that discussion that we just had about playing a dominator it it becomes really tough to make the case in a in a 50 in a 50 lap race because you're losing that that much more dominator points. So if your question is should I play Brett Moffitt, who's been a pretty good road racer in the in the truck series, this Arrow Motorsports car, it's 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 a mid-tier car in this series. So, you know, Brett Brett's got good equipment to to work with. You look at his last two races in in the Xfinity series at road races, it was finishes of 36 and 38. So, I mean, that's not exactly fantastic. But Cody, his uh, his last finish in the, in the Xfinity, Xfinity series in a road race, he raced in the Roval at Charlotte. He finished he finished seventh. He starts thirty eighth. He's got all the place differential in the in the in the world. I mean, it it's a slam dunk. Cody Ware over over Brett Moffitt, just one v one. Now, as as per a must play for for me, and I, I labeled it this way in the article. There is nothing sexy about Michael Annette. Michael Annette is a guy that is running in the Xfinity series simply because he has enough sponsorship dollars in his back pocket to place him in a ride at JR Motorsports. So that is the whole story and nothing else. However, it's a really good car. It may be one of the better cars in the series, He's underpriced at eighty seven hundred. He starts 33rd. When you look at his history in this car at road races, he's been, he's been consistent. He is about a 10th place driver. His finishes go 15, 9, 9, 15, 20, 9, 17, 16, 13, 18, 19, 10, 12, 12, 2. So I mean, it is just, it's right there. He is. Going to work his way up, he's going to be a tenth to a to a fifteenth place driver at that salary. I don't know how you don't play michael Annette today g p p or cash.
1: Of course, I did drop the link to Phil's article on the Xfinity race today there. Of course, you can go over to awesomo.com to check out all the content that Phil has up on the site. You got to check that out. Uh, looking at uh, just some betting odds in terms of, of this race tomorrow. Obviously, it's going to depend on where you're, you're looking at it, but uh, here's some of the lines that I'm seeing. Uh, AJ Almondinger 800, Chase Elliott plus 170. Um, you know, Blaney plus 600. Uh, but if, I mean, if you really want to kind of go down there and some names that maybe uh, we mentioned a, a little bit earlier, Matt, uh, Mattie D plus 4,000.
2: Yeah. I mean, and this is always the key shop around. Don't just, if, if you have money at DraftKings sports book, don't just say this is the only place that I'm going to play. I mean, if you, if you live in a state where it's legal to bet online, do some shopping, get some, get some better odds because what you mentioned, Dinger plus eight hundred. I'm still looking here at DraftKings Sportsbook, and it's sixteen hundred. Uh, it's really hard for me to just say outright that Chase isn't going to going to win. You know, plus two hundred. His top ten odds are minus six seventy at DraftKings Sportsbook. I mean, it's it's bananas. What you've got to lay, what you've got to lay down, just to make a little bit of cash at DK for for Chase to have a have a top ten. You know. If it's me and I'm a little quirky, I may not be lo- here at Drafting Sportsbook. I may not be looking at outright outright winners, but maybe I'm going to scroll these top ten odds, and I'm going to look at. We talked about him before. Let me find him, Chris Busher. Chris Busher for a top ten finish at the sportsbook is plus three hundred. That's something I can wrap my wrap my arms around. Maddie D for a top for a top ten finish is plus two. Uh, plus 225 so you know those are some those are some numbers i can feel a little i can feel a little better about um dinger is minus 155 for 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 a top top 10 finish just shop around there's some there's some good numbers out there
1: yeah certainly yeah we always talk about that shop around of course you can always go over to osmo.com there at top screen when you're looking to shop the odds no matter what the sport is odd shopper to check it out here, of course. Uh, I will be back tomorrow for NASCAR Live Before Lock. That will be at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Of course, uh, you can follow Phil on Twitter at Race DFS. Of course, he's always over in our premium Slack channel. That is one of the great perks of being also a Plus member. You get access to our premium slack channel so you can uh, hop in there and and ask phil any question any time of the day phil will get back to you whatever your question may be so that is going to do it for this edition of the nascar dfs strategy show and join us tomorrow for live before lock at 2 p.m eastern time good luck everyone